journal for women is our resource the host and the voice that you hear is my own pastor nina anderson and please forgive me do i sound like i have a frog in my throat it's early it's early but guess what i would encourage you that that's when you should be doing your devotional early in the morning set aside some time and spend with the lord now In case you came to this podcast first and you did not do the introduction, let me take you back for a moment. Now, a few things that you need to know. The journal that we're using is called Prayer Journal for Women by Shannon Roberts. That's right, by Shannon Roberts. It is a 52-week devotional where you only have to do it once a week. Now, should you do it more than once a week? Sure, if you can. But what I would encourage you to do is to take your time. Take your time. I know that sounds country, but take your time and go through this devotional and enjoy all the things, all the things that this devotional has to offer. So we're starting on week one. Now you may say, well, what is week one? Week one is whenever you start. (laughs) Okay. So you're starting on week one and week one, there are a couple things that I want to point out to you. The first one is uh, that the reflection Um, That scripture comes from James 1, 19. And what we're going to be doing for these next few weeks is talking about love and inner beauty. And the passage simply says this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, let me tell you something. If I were given a test on this, I would get an F, all right? I've done much better now. I know you like, ooh, you're a pastor, and how dare you, and you shouldn't be doing something. Nah, 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 let's go ahead, and we're going to keep it real, okay? There's some ground rules to this podcast. The first one is keep it real. Be able to locate yourself so that you can help yourself, all right? So you need to be able to help yourself, and so you want to locate yourself. So you want to be quick to listen. Now, I'm not always the one that's quick to listen even at my age now, because I'm one of those people that I think I know what they're going to say, or sometimes I may tune them out because I have something better to say, um, or I think I have something better to say. But you know what? I had this friend. I'm not going to mention her name because if I mention her name, y'all might know her. But anyway, I had this friend that when I would talk to her, she would finish the sentences with me, which was problematic because I was like, how did she know that that's what I was going to say? I mean, we weren't besties, but she was a really close acquaintance. But I noticed that she did that with everyone. And I was like, what does she have? Like, how does what kind of radar does she have that she's able to finish the sentence with me? All I needed her to be was quick to listen, but not quick to finish my sentence for me. I was like, chill. All right. But anyway, so 
We're supposed to be quick to listen. But can I focus on something for you for a moment? Because what I'm learning is that being quick to listen doesn't mean that we have to be quick to respond. It means that we should be earnestly eager to hear not only what other people may have to say to us, but also what the Lord has to say to us. How many times have you heard um, maybe a significant other, a parent, uh, your parent, your teacher, your boss, um, your children say, you're not listening. And so we might hear the chatter, but really not tune in to listen. And we need to be ready to be quick to listen. And, you know, the old people would say that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we listen more than we talk. So, as you can see, I'm a talker. So that's something that I'm still working on. We are a work in progress. So if you're looking for a perfect podcast, this ain't it. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about areas where we can grow throughout the year. And so this James passage really speaks to my heart. The second thing that he says is be slow to speak. Now I've already told you I'm a talker. So me being slow to speak is like, I don't know, Usain Bolt walking instead of running. It's a hard thing to do. Not when you're used to being fast and, you know, moving quickly and swiftly. And But what I've learned is uh, what I like to call that pregnant pause. It is the pause where I wait long enough to check in with headquarters to make sure that I'm only saying what he wants me to say. And so I'll kind of sit back and I'll go, hmm. And you know what I do? I even pinch my lips together. I kind of pierce my lips, not because I'm mad, but because I don't want any words to fly out. (laughs) So I'm like, hmm, okay. And then in that hmm moment, I'm actually, I'm humming unto the Lord a song to say, Jesus, please help me with my words. Okay. Slow to speak. Now that doesn't mean you have to speak slow. I can't stand a slow talker. I'm like, land the pain, land the plane, land the plane, Sophia. All right. So I don't like one of those people that talk real slow. Oh, my goodness. It drives me nuts. I'm like, go ahead already. But I don't like a fast talker either. I've got some friends that talk so fast that I'm catching every other word and praying to God that I understood what they said. So he says, be slow to speak. So being slow to speak is not just about a physical exercise, but it's about a mental exercise, which means that you allow the words that you say to check in with headquarters before they come out of your mouth. There's a scripture that says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so sometimes if we have anxiety in our heart, if we have anxiousness in our heart, if we have unforgiveness in our heart, all of those things that may be roaming around in there, if we're not careful, they bubble out of our mouth like Pepsi, you know, or like 7-Up. You know, when you drink a soda or do you say pop? That's a question for the chat. Do you say soda or do you say pop? Well, anyway... I can say both. I was born in New York, but I was raised in the Midwest. And I think either one of them are accessible and permissible. However, I'm not a soda pop person. 
you you probably won't ever hear me say soda pop, but you will hear me say pop and then soda or soda and then pop. But I don't put the two together. I just think that's a little bit excessive. But I'm saying that to say that when you drink a lot of it, what does what does it do to you? It naturally makes you belch. You end up burping. And um, I'm not a very good burper, belcher. I don't know which one I should use. But I'm telling you, I have a daughter that can belch and it will like make the skin on your cheeks like flop in the wind. But anyway, don't tell her I said this. Um, don't share this with her. Anyway, so we want to be slow to speak and allow the things in our heart to be simmered and to be measured as people of God. We want to make sure that our words are measured. I love people that have measured words. I love people who um, you can tell that they're considering what they say before they say it. And so I have learned and I'm still learning to measure my words. Be slow to speak. And then the last one is be slow to become angry. Now, the Bible talks about you can be angry and sin not. So anger is a natural response, but it shouldn't be the first response, my Lord. And it shouldn't be a response to everything all the time. And if I'm reading into this passage carefully, you can see the progression that James takes. He says, if you are quick to listen and slow to speak, you may not get ticked off. Ah, uh, see that? Do you see that? Do you see that? Have you ever, maybe it's just me because I've done it so many times. I wish I had money for every time I did it. We would all be rich. But somebody said something and you thought they said something else and you jumped mad before you even realized that they had said the wrong thing. Or was it that you heard the wrong thing? And then they say, well, that's not even what I said. And then you go, oh, my fault, girl. I didn't. I, mm. And it's so embarrassing because you have to apologize because you didn't allow yourself to be slow to speak. Because in that measured response, the Lord can translate one thing that you heard into what was really being said. All right. So let me give you a scenario. My husband says something. I say something to my husband. My husband says something. I turn around with a quip because my lip is quick. What you say? Blah, blah, blah. Now, that's not always the case, but I have to be honest. Sometimes it is. All right. So then I say something to him and he's like, what? And I'm like, well, you said blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what I meant, Nina. What I meant was. And then there I am with my whole foot in my mouth. Okay, I have small feet, but I have a big mouth. So that can maybe be resolved if I'm quick to listen. I would even, if you have problems with quick, replace quick with eager. When I'm eager to listen and slow to speak, I'm reserved in my conversation, even if I'm a talker like Pastor Nina. I'm going to reserve my output until the input has been processed. And then out of that, I become slow. I become slower in my response. And that way I become slower to become angry. 
Do you know that anger can cause ulcers? Do you know anger can cause anxiety and all different kinds of pain, physical, mental exhaustion? And so even in the scripture, you'll see God give you principles and key things that cause you to live a better life. Being well devoted means being devoted to scripture and being devoted to the word of God and carrying it in your heart in such a way that it becomes a measuring rod by which you respond to everyday situations. That's what this is about, about becoming more like Christ. So as you reflect, why don't you ask the Lord, what are areas where you become uh slow to listen and quick to speak and real fast to become angry. Sometimes you're not like that with everyone, but there may be a person that you're like that with. Who is that person? Who are those people? And what should you do? Well, can I encourage you to begin to pray for those people? And can I encourage you to begin to ask the Lord to show you how to respond to those people. Okay, some people you shouldn't text. Some people shouldn't text you because what they say in a text, if you've already got a preconceived notion about what their intent is, you can misread a text. You can misread an email from your boss. You can misread a lot of different things. You can misread an officer who's asking you questions that are a normal part of his process. You can misunderstand that. You can misunderstand a person that may be giving you an actual compliment and you think this guy is trying to hit on you. You can misinterpret that. You can misinterpret a lady who's taking your order and she's backed up in in the drive-thru and take her haste or her lack of uh, of interaction with you as her being rude when actually she's got a sick daughter at home and she had to come to work anyway. Being slow to speak, being slow to speak, being quick to listen and slow to become angry. Um, those are ways for you to convey the love of God to someone that you might necessarily not pay attention to in a certain situation, like in the drive-thru, like at church, so on and so forth. All right. So I want you to do some good time, spend some good time with the Lord in reflection, ask him to show you how you can become better all week long. So for your reflection all week long, you're carrying in your heart, James 1 19, which is why it's good to do this particular devotional on a Monday or on Sunday night, but do it at the beginning of your week and carry that through with you all week long. Now, here's the next thing that I want you to do. There will always be a reflective scripture and there will always be an anchoring scripture. And this scripture is found in Psalm 145 verse eight. And it really talks about the Lord. And it says the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And I love this passage because basically what it's saying, if you want to be like the Lord, then you have to be compassionate and you have to be gracious and you have to be slow to anger and rich in love. Now, for those of you who like to go deeper in your study, 
Go on over to 1 Corinthians 13, which begins to define what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not puffed up. Love doesn't keep a record of wrong. Why don't you journey through there through the week and ask the Lord to show you where you're at a love deficit, where you don't look like him towards your kids, towards that prodigal son or daughter, the one that that just seems like a rebellious rogue right now, towards your mother-in-law, towards your ex-husband, towards your, your spouse, whoever it is. Allow God to do a work in you. And as you do that, write down how he can teach you. What do you need to be taught? And then where do you need to be led? I know it says guide me, but where do you need to be led by the Lord? What things are heavy on your heart that cause you to respond in a way that's anxious or less loving? And then write down some highlights. A lot of times we do so much introspection that we don't realize that we should have some highlights. Celebrate your wins. Write down your wins. Write down some areas where maybe you used to be less loving and now God has grown you in those areas. That way you can measure what God has already done in you, all right? Don't let the accuser of the brother and tell you that you're just too old. This is how your whole family is. This is your temperament, and therefore it can't be done. It can be done because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then lastly, do your prayer requests. Always make sure to pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. As we go through this journey, that God gives me the words to say to you that would encourage you in your walk with him. Amen. So I just want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that we have an opportunity to improve our love walk. And so, Lord, would you touch our mouths? Would you touch our heart? Would you touch our ears and even our eyes that we wouldn't walk by our senses, but that we would walk in love in Jesus name. Amen. This is the end of the week one podcast. We will see you for next week and bring a friend, bring two friends. It's never too late to start. You can start at any time during the year. Just make sure you start and stay well devoted.